Hey Geek fans, on this last episode of the semester we're talking Wonder Woman, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Defenders, and a sign-off to some Raving Geeks on this episode of The Raving Geeks. Hey guys, this is Ben Solis. I'm Noah Bayshore. And I'm Steve Tiemann. And we are The Raving Geeks, coming to you possibly one final time. One more time. One more time. One last time. One last time. One last time, guys. This is the end of the semester show. Mm-hmm. We were at finals week. We had a, a hellish time doing finals. It was rough, I'll it be was, honest. It was yep. extreme. But here we are, and we're doing one last show for you guys, and we're going to catch up on some news, and then we're going to reminisce about some good times, because I got, I got some bad news for you guys. I got some bad news. A little bit of bad news. I'm graduating. I'm finally out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see me right now. Ben Solis is wearing his graduation garb. I am full decked out. I look like some kind of like altar boy and or like Jedi master. I'm not really sure right now. If it was like a maroon and gold version of that. My, my lightsaber <laughs> would be maroon and gold. But no, I'm like full decked out right now. We just took graduation photos and I graduate tomorrow, guys. Tomorrow. It's a big deal. It's a huge it's deal. It's so cool. Well, thank you. You gotta feel like so proud of yourself. I am like, proud of this myself. This is like a milestone in your life. This is awesome. Guys, I, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm 29 years old. I'm a little bit of an old man. Yeah. I got a late start in college, a That's late okay. start in life. That's all right. But I'm finally here. You did it. So I'm getting out. Yeah. Oh my God. Into the real world. Yeah, whatever right. that means. <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> But yeah, guys, I really just appreciate everything that you guys have done for me, uh, Noah, for helping me take this show over and just keep moving it on. Steve for coming on and helping Noah and, and carrying the torch as well too. Um, I'm not going to be back, obviously, and uh, I just want to thank you too for for making this show really awesome in this last final year. Four yeah. years ago, yeah, four years ago, Malachi and I, Malachi and I started this, and it was just some crap that we just did for fun. We had no no illusions that this was going to be like a thing. And here we are four years later, carrying the torch. So, Steve, you're going to be back here next semester, I will right? be back, yep. So hopefully Steve and Jordan Hermani, who's going to be the editor-in-chief of Central Michigan Life in the fall, who was our, our geeky girl, one of two geeky girls at the, at the beginning of this year. So she's going to carry it. And Noah, unfortunately, is not coming back either. Yeah. He's moving on. And Noah, I'm going to miss you immensely. Yeah, man, me too. So Noah and I met, guys. We met in a BCA class, and I was just, just hanging out. And, yeah. you know, we had a little little popcorn thing, you know, a little, like, introduce yourself icebreaker. And I said, hey, I run this show. It's called Raving Geeks. And, and Noah's then, like, hey, man, I want a podcast, too. Like, immediately afterwards. So we were honestly. just in. Yeah. Immediately. Because we was, have a tradition here. Yeah. Of grabbing fans, people who are interested, and bring them on this show and throwing them in the fire. We threw you in the fire. Yeah. Noah, what do you remember about, about those days joining on? Oh, man. Like, that was, like, the first week, I want to say. I was so nervous. Because, like, I had already, you know, when I was look, looking into CMU, I had already, like, you know, heard about the Raving Geeks through CM Life. Not that was, like, the coolest shit. So that was, like, already, like, a small Little incentive. Little did you know that it was awful. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but, uh yeah, like, I, I was, like, shocked to see that you were, like, in my class and stuff. I thought it was, like, so cool. I'm like, this is it. I can do this. Let's go. <laughs> and then, like, after after that, it was, like, it was the first week, I want to say, right? Yeah. Like, right away, I was just like, yeah, uh, can I do this? I really want to do this. This would be so cool. And then, you know, straight into the fire. Man. Dude, dude you, you have exceeded all expectations. I mean, a- absolutely. That means a lot. We're, we're so happy that you got into the fold. And just, I don't know, guys, this is just... Another proof positive thing, right? You come to college, you're looking for an experience. 
Obviously, you're going to have your academic experience, which is either good or bad. doesn't yeah. matter. You know? <laughs> it is what it is. Both. Oh, boy. But, you know, if you can get involved in something cool that you really, really love, I mean, it goes beyond just the academic experience. I mean, 100%. we 100% learned how to do something really cool in media by just sitting around and just talking crap to each other, talking about things that we love like Star Wars and comic books and movies. And look at it. People actually want to listen to us. Yeah. I think. I mean, we got, we have like a solid following, I want to say. Like, there's like a good solid, what, like 40 people? There's a 40 people, who, 40 like, people who download us every single week. That's honestly the coolest thing ever. To those 40 people, we salute Shout you. Shout out. Shout out. That's the coolest thing ever, honestly. So if that you, feels good. If you were one of those 40 people and you feel kind of sappy like we do right now, tweet at us, tell us goodbye. We'll give you a shout out on our on our Facebook page, yeah. on our Twitter page. We're just gonna go down the road and just tag everybody. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah, hundred percent. With that, without further ado, let's get into what we do best, guys. Talking about comics, talking about movies. Let's go. What's on the slate? What's on the news? Uh, the what was the first thing? It was the uh, we got the f- our first look at the Defenders. Yeah, N- the big co- combination Netflix series. Got your Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist. And uh, it was it was good. It was pretty good. I yeah. It came excited. out of nowhere, honestly. Yeah. Like I was not expecting a trailer that day. No, not at all. And we got that little snippet, you know, that little teaser of them like hanging out in the elevator. In the elevator. Just, <laughs> yeah. Like, totally just exacerbated. Just like oh. Uh, and it's like, okay, well, that's pretty cool, but, like, what did that lead up to? And yeah, we got to right. see, like, pretty much that whole fight. Yeah, the hallway Sweet thing. hallway fight. What is with this Netflix thing and hallway fights? They like their hallway fights, man. It's really good. Yeah. They, they've mastered the hallway fight. I can't wait for uh, the Punisher's hallway fight scene. He's going to be at the end with just a minigun, just mowing everyone down. It's like... The whole hallway is just to just shreds. going to be, like, a bunch of big, like, surly dudes getting ready to beat up on him. Like, oh, we fought the devil in a hallway, and that didn't go well. And we fought that big guy with the tough skin but oh, this guy is just a just a dude just mows him down <laughs> it's just like way more horrific than the the prison hallway fight yeah that he absolutely had. oh my god and gosh. he's not standing there dude he's walking yeah he's, he's walking, walking toward him just like we got closer. we got the tease of the minigun Darede- uh, daredevil punisher with a minigun in daredevil season two and he didn't do anything with it no and people on the internet were not happy so I, I think they're gonna give us what we want. Yeah, we a want Punisher with a minigun. A lot of carnage with a with a big big minigun. So that's really cool. And I I yeah I mean personally for me like when we started the show too and this is kind of like weird because it's all like time back. Yeah. Right? When we started the show is when Daredevil one came out right and I know Malachi and I were just like just totally over the moon by it. We're like, what does this mean for the larger Marvel universe? Yeah. Where are they gonna go with this? And slowly but surely, we saw all these installments. And, like, you know, people people had their reservations about Iron Fist. I think it got a little formulaic at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You get through so many of these shows, and you just kind of run out of steam. Yeah, it wavers sometimes, but that's okay. But the fact that they're all together in this one thing is like, oh, my God, this fits so perfectly. Yeah. yeah. You know? If all of it was just build up to this, I'm totally okay with it. So what are some things that you guys really want to see out of Defenders? Uh, we didn't get so much of uh, Sigourney Weaver's character in the trailer, and I'm really curious to see uh, who she is and what her what her deal is, what her motivations are behind like whatever it is she's doing. So is that ninja group in there? Is that supposed to be the hand? I think or? that's the hand. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. Um, I wonder like what her connection is to that group. Mm-hmm. I think Elektra's back. Yeah, she will be saw back. The, saw she the was sword, the thing, you know? in the hallway fight. She was there. She was like walking behind all of them. I feel like that was something that they didn't really like put they, out there. It's like, yeah. hey, she's back, but 
if you're looking, you saw. Right. It, if you're like, looking, what? like there's a lady in red back there. Electra's back. All right. Yeah. And then also, I'm kind of looking forward to. I wasn't the biggest fan of Luke Cage or Iron Fist. Like they were okay, hmm. but the dynamic between the two of them is going to be really good because I've always heard like in the comic books they're like like Power Man and Iron Fist. Like they're always like they're best bros, broing around, yeah, being they're, heroes they're, for hire and stuff. Heroes for hire. Yeah. So I want to see that dynamic. That'll be cool. And then kind of comparing them with Daredevil because he's more of this like Batman esque. Yeah. He's got his code. He lives by it. So it'll yeah. just be cool to like. I like my hero dynamics. That's what made the Avengers so good. Yeah. And you'll definitely have that there. And, you know, one thing, too, is that, like, um, the costuming, all right? I know we don't get really caught up in costuming because, I mean, we don't really don't want comic-accurate costumes in any of these shows. Do we? Like, not 100%. Do we really want that? Because sometimes it's not completely adaptable. No. I mean, Iron Fist's costume is kind of goofy. Yeah. And Luke Cage's original costume is, like, really, like, over the top. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, the tiara. The tiara. And, like, yeah. Huge afro. Yeah. You know? Big, big V-neck <laughs> shirt. They sort of did that when, like, he was when in he the prison. Out. I yeah. know. But then it's like, all right, we saw it. Good. Yeah. Keep going. He just did not go any further. Yeah. He just, like, looked at himself, too, like, this is weird. What am I doing? <laughs> but uh, I find it kind of odd that, like, Daredevil's just kind of running around with his, like, little, like, sheath over his eyes. That was yeah. so funny. Because she was like, uh, Jessica Jones was like, that's stupid. Well, it's your scarf, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was great. So I like to, I'd like to see how they, like, explain that little situation. Yeah, like, like how just, they got in that mm-hmm. moment. It'll just be kind of funny to see that. But, yeah. like, everybody on the internet was just like, man, Daredevil looks more Iron Fist than Iron Fist. Right. Yeah. Which is hilarious. So maybe there's like a thing that they'd like. He's like, "Yeah, you take this and like cut some holes in it, and like actually <laughs> give him his scarf." That'd be cool. Yeah, honestly, it's like, oh, Danny Rand. It's like we gotta hide your identity right. too. Yeah, that'd be cool. So maybe that's maybe that's what we get out of it. But uh, when is this supposed to land? Uh, shoot, fall. Yeah, it's like August or something. Cool. I want to say. So this is soon. Oh, cool. It's right around the corner. Wow. Nice. Wow, wow, wow. So, yeah, hopefully we see more Sigourney Weaver. Hopefully we see Iron Fist in his actual face sheath, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, Some sort of costume. <laughs> not just running around like, hey, I'm a billionaire, but I also fight crime. I'm Danny Rand. Here's my Iron Fist. But, um, yeah, it should be really cool, and I'm really looking forward to it, too. Another thing I know we're all looking forward to is finally, here pretty soon, we're going to get Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yeah. Wonder Woman. That's like a couple weeks, right? Yeah. It's, like, super, super close. Jesus. So they released full trailers at this point. We've seen everything I think we're going to see. We're not going to get anything else. Yeah. People on the internet have seen it. There's some fan reactions that are out, and there's some, at least, some reviews that, like, I know people have seen them. There's, like, early test screenings or something like that. So so the press has at least seen this movie in some capacity. Yeah. They're probably completely embargoed at this point. Yep. Understandable. But some of these reactions are really freaking good. Yeah. People are saying it's like the first Avenger-like, which, I mean, it's kind of like you you figured it was going to be that way yeah. because yeah. it's a period piece and, you know, the, the parallels are tangible. Yeah. The man slash woman out of time, blah, sure. blah, blah. Sure. But, uh, you know, I think that this is going to be really big. What are you guys excited for? What are you hoping that the fans will react to? And what are some things that you've seen so far that are might be kind of iffy with some fans? Well... As the resident DC skeptic, <laughs> I just want it to be good. Yeah. I know that the initial screenings of, I don't know about Suicide Squad, but the initial screenings for BVS were also well, Suicide pretty Squad positive. Too, I think they're saying. So that's not always like definitive, definitive if it's going to be good. I really want it to be good for all of you loyal listeners out there. Like, he's a DC hater. 
shun him. I want it to be good. I really do. Shame. But it's just there's always I'm, that thing. I'm, in the back I'm of your a little head. I'm a little skeptical. I I don't know. It looks good. Yeah. But it's just the trailers could, could be bad. Yeah. yeah. It's not directed by Zack Snyder though, so that that's it's got that. He's got the it. the story credit though. Him and uh, uh, never yeah. mind. Yeah. Yeah. He had it. He definitely had his little mitts in it. His little tiny hands. That's like a thing. Like he's like involved with Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman he's, and like all these other different movies. He's the shepherd, man. Ah, he's it'll be the f- one shepherding in the universe. It'll probably be fine. <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. I'm gonna be fine. We're okay. I'll see it. It'll be better than Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, honestly, yeah, probably I think, BVS too. Yeah. Well, here's the deal about BVS too. I'm one. I am guilty of one of those people who saw it in an early screening and was just like, "Good God, this is brilliant!" Oh, you went to that? Yes, I did. The early fan screening. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. It was good. I was like, yeah. I was over the moon. Yeah, the first night when I saw it, I was like, that was great. And then I thought about it, and I was like, <laughs> and then I thought about <laughs> it. Wait a minute. I actually took some time. Maybe this isn't that good of a movie. I don't know, man. It's interesting too because I think that like these movies are really good at capturing moments. Yeah. You know. Definitely. And these like really like awesome like visual just like representations of certain books, um, but the story's got to be there. You know, it's always got to go back to story. And hopefully, even though Snyder helped write this story, hopefully Patty Jenkins kind of moved this thing along in a way that it's cohesive. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I think everybody agrees that even the story of Batman vs Superman wasn't necessarily bad. It was just yeah. put together pretty poorly. Yeah. So it's just got to go down to good filmmaking. But I think that they took a chance on Patty Jenkins for a good reason. Yeah. And I think she's going to deliver, man. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, like they, there are several good moments in each movie. Like I come, I came out of all of them saying, "I like that." I liked I like the that. bit when, or yeah. I liked this character when they did this. Like even with Suicide Squad, I really liked the character of like Deadshot. Yeah, yeah. And um, yep. who else? That might have been <laughs> it. That might have been it. <laughs> but I liked. and I like Captain Boomerang because like there are things in these movies that are like bright spots mm-hmm. in just an overall sea of garbage, but. <laughs> I'm All hope right. I'm hoping Wonder Woman wow. and Tell Justice. Us how you really feel? Oh, I will. I'm just hoping <laughs> Wonder Woman and Justice League and Aquaman kind of turn it around yeah. into the the good. So, so do you guys think that that Soups is gonna be there for fairly early on in the movie? Oh, definitely not. I hope not. I think he's. It's gonna be like the last hour to half hour. He's gonna show up or something like that. Because he's been, like, not in any of the trailers or any of, like, the marketing whatsoever. No. But that could be a really conscious decision, though. Oh, for sure. Like, especially after the whole Doomsday thing, they're not going to do yeah. do that again. I think they may have learned their lesson. Or at least WB sat Zach down and be so like, like, we, listen, can't, we listen, can't know this. Listen, guy. You just need to put your pants on. <laughs> you need to stand up. You need to get out of your trailer. You've been living off of, like, vodka and S- potato chips. Smashing your action figures together. I want to see this. In no, the movie. <laughs> no one wants to see that, Zach. Put comb your hair, get behind the director's chair, and do what you do best. Stop deadlifting. Stop deadlifting. <laughs> He's so buff now. He's so ripped. He's it's so crazy. Ripped. He's great at capturing the male form on camera. <laughs> There's a lot of homoeroticism going on in some of these movies. A little bit. Have you seen, a, I mean, that's okay. Have you seen 300? I've uh, like few times. <laughs> it's very, very manly. And you know, the, the, more that's power good. to the guy. Yeah, right. You know, we need to, to break through barriers. But. Uh, Zach, it's gonna be okay. I'm I'm optimistic. I am too. Do you? Th- so what are, are they not gonna do a Justice League two like back to back? Is that mm-hmm. the idea? Did they just kill that idea? I, yeah, I think they just killed that off. I will because initially it was part one, part two, yeah. like Infinity War. But there will probably be a Justice League two, 
at some point because yeah. Dark Side isn't going to show up in this one because no, they still no. have like movies after that. Like I think Aquaman, a- Aquaman is after Justice League, mm-hmm. so they'll like do some. They'll do this one with like warning of Dark Side, like oh he's coming, and then have some more movies, and the Justice League Two will be their Infinity War Part Two where they finally beat Dark Side. Do you guys think that in any way, shape, or form? that Zack Snyder will be involved in any more of these movies. Definitely. You do? I think so. Probably. I think, like, Warner Brothers, despite, you know, backlash from people, I think they're completely loyal to him and, like, his vision, and I don't see them not, like, sticking with that, if that makes any sense. Because, like, if they haven't haven't gotten rid of him this far in, they're not going to get rid of him at all because he's still involved with uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman, so I just can't see them, like, just throwing him off. In terms of directing, yeah, maybe, but like I, he's gonna he's gonna be involved in like some sort of capacity for sure. That makes sense. Now, if he is directing, right, it goes back to the age old question, and I gotta I gotta re ask this again with you guys for this last final time. Do you think that this was a product of people not letting Zack Snyder do what he wants, or do you think this is a product of letting Zack Snyder do too much of what he wants? In terms of just everything that has happened so far, I I don't know the second one. I think. Too much? there's way too much in there. Just too many idiosyncratic like, Zack Snyder stuff? Just look at BVS. It was Dark Knight Returns. It was Death of Superman. And it was just too much. It's like, I don't know. I feel like it's a mixture of both. Because uh, you have Snyder wanting to display his vision for these characters. And it's like a completely contemporary take on it. And there is a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so, like, you have that vision. But also, Warner Brothers is like... That's a lot of stuff. So they try to cut it down, but also it hinders on that vision. So there's a lot of different things going on where then, like, Snyder wants to make a four-hour movie, but also it's like, we can't do that. We can only fit in, you know, like, five showings every day. Like, we need more. Like, Would you guys see a four-hour-long cut of Justice League? Would you, I mean, I'm getting this in this excessive look from, on on Blu-ray know. maybe, but not. <laughs> I don't want. Maybe. I mean, I gotta be able to pause it. Yeah, right. Take a yeah. bathroom break. Right. Need some more. Popcorn. Give me, give me like an intermission. Yeah, there's gotta be like an intermission at that point, because that's like some. Because I mean, there was talk stuff. about there was talk of that with like Infinity War. I was like, would you watch a four-hour-long Avengers movie? Probably. I would need a, like a bathroom break or two. Yeah. <laughs> I need five breaks, please. Right. This ice isn't gonna fill itself. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm on that. I, I don't know. I'm excessive. I like long movies. Like, I'm, f- like, from that school of, like, you know, growing up watching, like, that huge long director's cut of Dune. Yeah. Which everybody hates, but yeah. I, I just love, right? It's so cheesy, but it's just, it's just <laughs> perfect at the same time. Like, you know, um, there's this old movie called It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, okay. right? It's a comedy. It's an ensemble comedy. It's, like, one of the, like, best ensemble comedies of, like, the 60s, right? And um, they actually, Rat Race, that movie Rat Race, is like a remake of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Okay. So pretty much the same premise, right? But there's like a like a like 20 minute like intermission in that movie. Like I kid you not. Really? It's, it's freaking long. Wow. Because the whole movie is long. It's like almost like a, like a near like a four and a half hour movie. It's like a stage production it's, or something. It is. It's really like, it's like a play, right? Yeah. But like they have to like, they break and there's like all this crazy music. And like, I swear to God, we had it on VHS too. So it was just like... Just re- like <laughs> fast, fast forward. forwarding through the entire thing, the fast forward took like five six minutes, you know. Jeez. So, it's a little excessive, but it could be done. Yeah. I think I would do it in terms. I guess it would really depend on how it's paced and how it's written. Yeah. You know, because like 
Yeah. If it's like not there, then it's just like it's a chore almost. It's a slog. Man. Yeah. It's a big time slog. Well, even Batman vs Superman, right? There's like I, that whole Batmobile part cut out of the movie. Oh, cut out where he's killing everyone. Just cut yeah, pretty much. <laughs> cut, cut all the murder out and everything. We like find. you could totally trim that down. It, it was so yeah. it was didn't need to happen. No. I still to this day like just stand by my my account that that just did not need to happen. Because he didn't he didn't even get the kryptonite. At that part, no. right? Like, he did the tracer thing, yeah, but it's it like... Useless. Yeah, he mm. knows where Lex's facility is. It's just, it's they just, just show the Batmobile doing Yeah, they want to see the cool Batmobile yeah. and the continuing kicking of Batman's characterization by having him kill people. Yeah. So that being said, some of the merch for, for Wonder Woman's out, and um, some of it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Ares looks huge compared to Wonder Woman. Yeah, Ares is, is in it, confi- it. Is it confirmed well, that it was Ares? The the toys and stuff have like showed that Ares is the villain. Like okay. he's like this, and he's massive. He's huge. Is he's he got that, like this like big like skull mask thing. Is he the general guy? Uh, the general guy is pretending. He's like, not the general guy. He plays Lup- Lupin in Harry Potter. He's oh, a it's him. Guy. Yeah, it's that oh, actor. Oh, okay. I thought it was um, the guy that played Striker. Yeah, no. The one he's like he's been in all like the trailers. Like, oh, he, is he the villain? He could be Ares. Well, well I guess like at least that's what the rumors are saying. Is that like it's that guy? This is probably like a big huge twist. So like I'm just be, speculating. It could on be it. like both of them. Yeah, yeah. You know? That like that's his human form, and then like you know when he's Ares, he turns into that, the the actor who played. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even know Lupin was in this. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm curious to see like what that. Uh, storyline is going to entail in terms of like Aries because like there's this whole thing where it's like Diana's mom's like oh she can't know what's really going on so what if it's like what if Aries is like Wonder Woman's real dad or something Could be. crazy shit like that and not really not really Zeus yeah not really Zeus wow. well I think and then it would, they would just like blow like her yeah. mind because in the original well, comics she was like made from she clay. was made from clay and yeah. Zeus brought her to life but then in the new comics they were like yeah, no, Zeus is your Wonder daddy. Woman. She's straight up your father. Stop yeah. being an idiot. You weren't made of clay, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. So maybe it's that. Maybe maybe it could be Ares too. Because because like there's never been a Wonder Woman movie before, so there is definitely room to yeah. to play with canon. Definitely. You think, you think that's dangerous though? Well, that could be really dangerous. Maybe that could turn a lot of people off really fast. It depends on how hardcore people are, because there hasn't been like a definitive like, oh, this is like Wonder Woman. Or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there it's very open to like you know to change. I can't imagine. I, think. I can't imagine DC messing with characters on the big screen. That's never been done before with no. their characterization. No, I, never. That would be un, unheard of, unthinkable. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it, I think there's a possibility. Well, here's the deal too. Um, while you're completely right that there is real no kind of like foundation for this, this is the foundation. Yeah. You've got hordes of people who really love Wonder Woman yeah. and are total geeks about it and know every backstory and are going to be like, nope, doesn't work, right? And then you're going to have all these people, and this is the saddest part, these people who think that they know Wonder Woman from whatever vague references they've ever seen, you know, maybe from like the Linda Carter show, and they're going to be like, that's not how it's supposed to be. And it's like, well, dude, you don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know people are still like, yeah, Linda Carter is Wonder Woman. That's the only version of Wonder Woman I like. It's like, okay, dad. It's yeah, like, <laughs> seriously. Like, I'm old and that's ridiculous. Like, that that show was fun, but it's like, it's campy. It's like 60s Batman. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like it, it had its time, but now change is okay. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, a big concern that I've seen a lot of people say, too, and this is like from, actually, that, that guy, uh, Jermaine, that we interviewed on the show. Yeah, all yeah, the way yeah. Back, he's like very vocal about this, too. Uh, so shout out to Jermaine. Even though I don't agree with you, shout out because you're, you're the bomb. Um, 
he's like really hella concerned that there's like not been marketing for this movie, that the marketing's been really underwhelming. That's a good point, yeah. When is this coming out? Like a couple weeks. A couple weeks. I haven't seen, I've barely seen anything. No TV spots really. Well, from what I've seen, there have been like a lot of TV spots. Have you seen them on TV? Yeah. So I don't watch TV that much. Like I, when I have watched TV, they are there, okay. is what I what I mean. And then like she has like a huge online presence That's in terms good. of like social media and stuff. Yeah, I don't really, like I said, I don't really agree with that sentiment either because I've seen a bunch of stuff. I mean, maybe because we're yeah. just plugged in, we're more tuned into yeah. it, you know, we're constantly seeing it. Or maybe because like we're actively looking for that because yeah, I mean, we're part of that audience. I'm kind of on the, on the other side of that coin. I haven't seen a whole lot. Yeah. Like I've seen stuff for Spider-Man. And Guardians, yeah. and even Thor, which like we just got a trailer for, way more than Wonder Woman. And that hype is through the roof. Like too. at at the movie, I go to the movies way too often. But <laughs> there have been trailers for at least Spider-Man: Homecoming at almost every movie I've been to, and I've seen a Wonder Woman trailer. Like I've had to go on YouTube to watch a Wonder Woman trailer, like since it's been announced. I saw it once. I saw it once or twice, right? And that was in front of just other WB properties. So. Maybe they're just like really selective in terms of what they put it in front of or something like that. Maybe, yeah. maybe. And it could be, here's the thing. There's two schools of thought here. The schools of thought are don't show too much. Just let it come out and let it be like kind of the sleeper hit, you know, yeah. that just comes mm-hmm. out and everybody's like, God damn, this is good. Or, you know, they're just trying to, you know, hedge their bet because what did they do with the last two movies? They completely... Hyped the shit out of them. Well, they spent millions and millions, like almost another half of the budget on like PNA. Yeah. Right? So pressing advertising, you that's, that totally drives up your 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 need for more revenue, right? That's why everybody wants these billion dollar hits, is because not these movies are so expensive. They're they are expensive. But you have like a whole nother half of the money that's just spent on advertising it. Maybe they're hedging their bet and saying, you know, this doesn't work out for us, we still make money. Yeah. And it still looks good on the charts and it still is technically considered a hit, right? And it'll still make a yeah, tons of money because there's a lot of buzz around it. It's it's the first Wonder Woman movie ever. Like even people who didn't like like Batman vs Superman went and saw that like at least two or three more times for yeah. her. Because to some people, like she was like the best thing about Just that. Movie. Even like the DC movies in general, people see them. They make hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. So here's the deal. I I, I really hate to to think that the. The future is riding on this. In a sense, it is, though. It really is. Like, this and Justice League, if these fail, like, there's not going to be, like, a DCEU. Like, they'll probably do, like, a Fallout thing. They'll flashpoint and it. And center more. They could do that, or they might center it more on, like, a like a Gotham-verse, you know, and, like, do, like, that sort of <laughs> stuff. Does anybody really want that, though? Batman fans might like hardcore. I, I don't, like I don't. I don't want that. Like I consider myself like a big Batman fan, but I just don't want that. I think I think it's old hat at this point. Yeah, like it's just same old, same old. I feel like. Yeah, I guess it comes down to like you said, Steve. Is it going to be good? If it's good, everything will be rectified, right? And if they did give Patty creative control on this movie, then. Look, there's there's the win, right? There's yeah. then all these other directors who are calling for this creative control. Like it's like, oh yeah, we can we can let them do what they want. This is what this is what you get. Yeah. You get this. You know? Meanwhile, They'll, Zack Snyder's crying in his beer yeah. somewhere. <laughs> They'll find their feet eventually. Yeah. So is there anything else we need to talk about, guys, in these final moments? Well, me and Noah saw a pretty sweet film last night. <sighs> it was quite good. It was what, what it was, movie was that? We saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two Sweet. last night, and boy howdy, was it good! It was really good. Oh, it was okay. really good. So these guys, 
these guys want to do a spoiler review of this. And now they they have they have been gracious to not spoil the movie for me. But here's the deal, guys. Even though I don't want to be spoiled, we had a very strict policy. And this is this is another one of our wrap-up things. And I'm gonna cry. Okay. I'm gonna cry on air. Okay. Malik and I were saying screw everybody, screw ourselves, screw our fans, screw the person who's recording this podcast. We're gonna spoil everything. This is not a spoiler-free podcast. Okay. And you know what? In the spirit of that original constitution, <laughs> I want you guys to spoil this for me in oh. front of my face. All righty. Okay. You guys have the green flag. Alex, you good? Like, you can <laughs> yeah, go if you Alex, want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> how, much, how much time do we have? Because I feel like we can kind of We can go through, like, it. the big, big-ass things. All right. So do we want to, like, each give, like, our takes on the movie, and then we can kind of get into a little more, like, yeah, to go okay. through... So, so like you, you can you can start it all right. if you'd like. So the first act is a little slow, in my opinion. Some of the jokes don't land. The, the first act is really joke heavy. Yeah. And it's the Guardians. They've established they're the Guardians of the Galaxy. They're doing their thing. And it's like another day in the office. Sort of it's thing. another day at the office. They're like trying to set up music before they fight this big monster. And Groot does it. And he's doing his little baby Groot dance and thing, which a lot of people liked. And it was... It kind of worked for me, but then it got old. I was like, all right. It was similar to the uh, opening credit scene in the first one where yeah. like then he's like dancing and stuff, but it's with Groot. Yeah. And it's 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 adorable. Like, it's adorable. Yeah. So I see some dissenting opinions on it. That's okay. I, I just, That's all right. I just feel like as soon as I saw like the first trailers, I was like, they are going to oversaturate the market with just baby Groot stuff. And the whole time I was like. It was very much that in the first uh, act, but they pulled back, I think, later on. Yeah. Except for a couple but parts. They did, though. But they did. And then we get introduced to Ego, Star-Lord's father, yeah. played by the great Kurt Russell, which is really cool. And um Oh yeah, Kurt Russell nails yeah, it. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. Ego. The the one the thing that I loved most about the movie is like the relationships between all of the characters. Like when they have like a dynamic together. So Peter Quill and Ego, Rocket and Yondu, who else? Uh, um, for me, a big thing was Gamora and Nebula. That yeah, was like, Gamora and Nebula, Drax yeah. and Mantis. Like everybody that had like several like scenes and moments together, it was like awesome. Yeah. They were on it. It was great. So they bring Kurt Russell into the fold really quickly. Yep, in this for, movie. for sure. It's, it's not like a, a build up thing. It's like oh, uh, yeah, no, uh, egos here. Like, like that scene in the trailer where it's like, who the hell are you? I'm your dad, Peter. Like that was like twenty. People 20 were upset about now. that. They're like, what the hell, James Gunn? You're spoiling this huge thing. We were wondering the whole first film oh, that was who nothing. his dad was. That was nothing. But the the spoiler the spoilery stuff with Ego is like later on because in the comics he's literally a planet. He's Ego the living planet. So it's a planet with a face, which we did get. We I did, liked that. Yeah. <laughs> at a certain point in the movie, like there's people in space and they're looking down at the planet and he has like there's a face on the planet, which was really cool. And it kind of had like the the goatee, a little Kurt bit. Russell yeah, had. it was really cool. So does he? So he turns himself into like a human form. Yeah, sometimes? he has like an avatar. Yeah. that he can like project. I was and gonna say uh, that might be kind of hard to, you know, lay down and get romantic with a planet. Yeah, they actually like Drax says like says that he's like how how did that happen? You're a planet. Like and I don't understand. <laughs> and then he they're goes like, into they're like they're like dude, what's wrong with you? But then Drax is like, what, Peter? Like. Every winter solstice, my father would tell us the the day that I was conceived. It was a beautiful story, and everyone's like, "What?" Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Okay, so so go on. I'm I'm so uh, ego is he he's 
he kind of like gives some exposition. He's like, I'm a celestial. So he's like this ancient being like from the beginning of the universe. And it's he, kind of a sad story, honestly. Yeah. He's like, I was alone in the universe and I was just trying to find life. And then later we learn when he tried when he tried to find life, he was like, I want to. He's basically, he's basically unity. He's unity from Rick and Morty. He wants to assimilate the universe yeah. into him. He's like, I want everybody to be me. So he plants that these malevolent. That yeah, sound, yeah, wow. that's the twist. He plants the these guy. things on planets that he goes to, like spores, almost like spores. Yeah, and he he gets like progeny from like each planet that he goes to. So Peter Quill is one of them, and wow, he tries so to get them to help him like shape his, the universe yeah. as ego. And Quill's the first one that's been able to do it out of. Millions, millions of other children of dead kids that he's like he killed them with his celestialness, and that's that's the big twist of like, oh that he's he's a real bad guy. We need to get out of here. But the thing was is like, uh, ego, while he was doing all this, like when he goes to Earth and meets Peter Quill's mom, he he falls in love with her. He falls in love for the first time, and this is like a big deal to him. So he's so he's so he's he's he at least admits that he has a heart. Uh, yes and no. Oh, wow. So like he acknowledges like yeah I loved her so much, but I have to keep on doing this mission. That's why I killed her. Ooh, and he that put moment, the tumor in her brain. It's Ooh. just like so Quill's not happy about that. Immediately, this is like one of the best parts of the movie. Immediately, he's like, "What?" Whips out his guns and just blows him to shit. Yeah. Like instantaneously, like, he's like, "You killed my mom." He it's does this so, thing. Because he's teaching like Quill, like you have these powers yeah. as you're you're half celestial, so you can do this like cool yeah. power stuff. He's like, he has this like cool like, energy projection and stuff. So that's why he can hold on to the, the yeah stone. yeah. Like, and then like he does this thing to Star Lord, and like his eyes like get like really dark, and you can see like stars in them and stuff. And he's like, I I see now, I get it. And so he's then, in a trance. Almost. He's in like a trance. He's really truly a Star Lord. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. he's in like this trance. <laughs> and then when Ego says. That's why I had to kill your mom. Like it just fades, and he's Boom, like, gone. "What? It's like what?" Bah, 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 and just like blows him away. But and you can like really... see like it's like when he shoots at him, like chunks of his like body is gone, and in the inside there's like this like blue like almost like a nervous system in there. But like you can see all like the like the the gore and stuff from it, and he's just like being blown away, and it's almost like a horror movie. It's wow. crazy because like he like regenerates. <laughs> you guys had a good time, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love this movie. It's yeah. so good. So is that is that the major plot twist? Was that was yeah. that ego was a bad guy the whole time? So they wow. had they have to kill ego, so they basically nuke his brain, yeah. which is at the core of the planet. Like you know, in the trailer, that like, was the Groot thing. Was him going? Don't into the, push this button. Gotcha. I am Groot. No, no, <laughs> don't do it. So Groot had to go down into the core and plant this bomb on his brain to kill him. So they did that. So it's like it's like they planted their own tumor. In his brain. Shit. Wow. That's a good parallel. I didn't even That's see the it. movie. Yeah. I didn't even like, think of that. That's really. This is what you get on the parallels. Expert opinions. But yeah, so that was like the main plot, and then there was like a B plot with Rocket and Yondu, which was really great. Really good. Because there's a lot of like character building throughout the entire movie. It was. Are they like boys? Uh, the Rocket and Yandu boys, or they at ends with each other? Yeah, uh, both. Yeah, because Yandu is like he sees through Rocket's like tough guy douchebag persona he's like because he sees him in himself yeah he's like you're me bud you need to like stop pushing people away like you have these people that and it's really sad wow. yeah it's beautiful so yandu like, actually turns oh. out to be a good guy yeah, yeah. and he gets this sweet new fin 
I saw the fin. Do you want to say it or no? What? what? What's up with the fin? Tell me about the fin. The, the thing. You can go. Go Come ahead. Come on. Tell me about the fin. Okay, so the fin is awesome. Like, uh, basically, uh, there's a mutiny on the Ravager ship because Yandu wants to spare the Guardians because essentially the Guardians are being hunted down by the gold people and, like, that's, like, a whole thing in itself. But, like, because, uh, like, they stole, like, batteries or whatever. It's not a big deal. But, like, uh, Yandu's <laughs> like, it's like, no, yeah, we'll, we'll just take the batteries and we'll leave the Guardians because who wants to be known for, you know, messing with the Guardians of the Galaxy? Everyone will come after us, which is smart. Uh, but then, like, everyone's like, no, we want to take the Guardians and the and the, the batteries and get a bunch of money. So there's a big, huge mutiny and, like, all of Yandu's, you know, Follower, followers like are killed. And it's just Yandu and, like, all the, the bad Ravengers. And Sean Gunn. And Sean Gunn. James wow. Gunn's brother. He's so good in this movie. Really? He's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's like, wow. at first I thought it was like, oh, he's just going to like cameo because his brother's directing the movie. But he's like, he's got some really good parts. So Sean Gunn is going to be a star, huh? I hope so. Maybe. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's that whole thing. So they're like, they're captured. So it's him and Rocket uh, and Baby Groot. And they uh, acquire this new fin because the other one was destroyed by some people. Um, but like, throughout this whole arc, you really get like a sense of like who... Yandu is because in the first one you thought he was just like some asshole. He's just he's just, he was he's just a dick. space Merle, just being a jerk. Yeah, he was a dick. but like you get to see this whole other side of him. Like he's like he's had like a lot of like you know rough stuff happen to him. Like he was aligned with like these other captains of the Ravenger, you know, clan or whatever. Like it's not just him; it's like all these other ones. And they used to be a team, which is like the the old Guardians of the Galaxy or something like yeah. that. They're trying to say. Wow. Um, but he was kicked out because he was involved with Ego in the shipping. Like, bringing Ego, like, his of kids. his kids. He had no idea what was going on, so though. So that's why he was supposed to pick up Quill. So yep. he picked up Quill, and he's like, this is what's going on. I can't give this guy his wow, kid. dude, that's, so like, that's he, like a total, like, change of... Wow, yeah. That's really good. Because, like, they, were, they had a gag. It was like, oh, why, why did Yandu keep you? It's like, oh, it was really small. I could fit into the places to steal things. And he said that himself. But then it's like, why do you think I kept you? And he's like, no, I, I did it to save you because I love you or whatever, you know? Like, so it's like he is like his real dad. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this moment where they blow up the planet and Yandu has the jetpack and he gives Peter uh, this, like, orb thing that goes, like, onto your chest and, like, it's basically like an s- invisible spacesuit. Gives him a spacesuit and they're flying off to the ship. Everyone else is gone. The planet's blowing up and Yandu is like, he may have been your dad, Peter, but he wasn't your daddy. And that sounds cheesy, but it's like the way he says it. With it's that, like, oh, that no. Southern Michael accent. Rooker is so great, yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. And it's like, I'm, I I might have done, like, wrong by you, but, like, like I'm sorry. But, like, I, see, I, I, I tried. See happening like, in my head. He wasn't, like, a perfect dad, but in the end, like, he was the dad that he needed. There was this whole alluding to Peter as a kid. He would say, David Hasselhoff is my dad. Here's his picture. Like, he's he's off doing Knight Rider. Like, <laughs> but then there's this whole thing. It's like. Knight Rider was his dad all along, and Yandu, like, he, he was this badass guy that, you know, went on adventures. Also, wow. Hasselhoff cameoed. Hasselhoff. Did he really? It was great. <laughs> yeah, Kurt, it was, like, for a up. second. Kurt Russell turned into Hasselhoff for a second. For, like, wow. a second. <laughs> this is great. It was so good. It was, it was like, like, how could you put uh, more 80s cheese into this? Yeah. But, like, in this moment where, like, he's, like, they're talking and stuff, like, as they're flying, Yandu dies. Because he doesn't have a spacesuit. Because he doesn't have a spacesuit. And he and, saves his son. And Quill's, like... Reaction he watches him die. He's like, he's like, no. He watches him like, die face to face with the man who like ended up being his like his father. Yeah. After killing his real father yeah. in his arms, and it's like, 
this movie like punches you in the heart yeah. several times. So two observations here. One, I want you guys to retell movies to me for the rest of my life. Okay. Yeah. This has been a beautiful experience. Yeah. I almost got more out of this than actually seeing the movie. I'm going to go see the movie now. It's yeah. great. Marvel's got my money. But here's the deal, man. This is why I don't trust critics anymore. This is why I don't trust critics. Because so many critics, I mean, obviously everybody gave this great scores. Yeah. yeah. But so many critics are like, oh, it's more of the same. No. It's it's just, you know, the jokes don't fall the same way. It's just them doing the same thing. Like, there are aspects of it that are very similar yeah, to the like, first one. But that, I, like, as a whole, it's completely different. If I were to look at it, like, more impartial, be like... The jokes don't land all the time, and the first act's kind of weak, and it, it is kind of the same formula. Like when it's it hard goes, to capture that lightning in a bottle a second time, but it when it goes, it goes. Awesome! Cool. It's, it's really, really a good. great story. Yeah. Also, like the minor spoilers, like blew me away just as much as like the big stuff. Stan Lee's cameo in this, he's talking to the Watcher. Is he the Watcher? They're trying no. to say like he's either a Watcher or a, an agent of the Watcher. But, but what I got way, out of that was so they're finally going to do that. They're finally going to go down that road. Yeah. The thing is though. Uatu the Watcher is a Fox property. So is Ego. Which means we got a Fox deal. Oh my God. Yeah. Which means. X Men could start showing up. Yeah. I'm waiting for Galactus for Phase 4, the Silver Surfer, or Doom. Give Dude. us Doom done right. Dude, that's great. Now, I pitched this to you guys yeah, yesterday. This is a good idea. <laughs> With, like it or not, We've gotten a lot of populist politics in the past year or two. That would be a perfect way to introduce Doom into this universe because we got Sokovia that was leveled by the Avengers. Yeah. You could have somebody rise up out of Sokovia, unite the nation, and become like a dictator. Their version of Latveria, and it could it could be Doom, That's and that would be so super good. Super cool. That would be so good. And it'd wow. be so natural too. Wow. And that would open it up into you could have the an actual good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me that. X-Men, at this point, they could come in through some interdimensional stuff, but Doom is now feasible. Yeah, but... I want it. I don't... So here's the deal. Since they're trying to reimagine X-Men with all of this, I really don't think Supernova's gonna land well. No. I think it's gonna be a flop, and they're gonna kill it off. Oh, the, like, the, new, the next one? Yeah. Because okay. they're trying to retell... Oh, they're doing uh, Dark Phoenix Dark again. Dark Phoenix yeah. again. Yeah. Not gonna happen. I don't see that working. No. no. I think they think they've hit the wall, right? They don't know what to do. Nope. I think they hit the wall. I think Brian Singer's time is up, which is okay. Hmm. He had a good run, and, you know, when he brought back... When, he, when they brought him back with Days of Future's Past. It was great. Days of Future Past was good. Fantastic. Just can't capture that moment again. I understand that. But imagine this, if you will. What if we just leave X-Men to the side for a little bit, right? And, okay. And we focus on the Fantastic Four. What if we bring some X-Men who haven't really been in the fold into the Avengers? What if we bring Colossus into the fold? What if we bring Deadpool into the fold? Storm? Storm back into the fold. Yeah. See, like, with this new X-Men lineup, it's, like, new Storm, Quicksilver that we've had for a couple movies, yeah. new Cyclops, new Jean, uh, Nightcrawler, and McAvoy and Fassbender are still awesome. They are. As yeah. Xavier and Magneto. I don't think they would work in, in, in a Marvel universe, though. Yeah. Do you really see that gelling very well? I mean, these really serious actors. Maybe if and... we only had First Class to work off of, because it's like, this happened in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. They, they and then they were just And They're... then they were just underground and then there'd yeah. have to be some major like reality warping for like these two universes to yeah. meld yeah but there's like aspects that we talked about in terms of like Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch that I could see working is like 
if these alternate versions of each other collided. So like you have Scarlet Witch, her brother died. These universes collide and she sees this younger version of her brother that looks like when they were teenagers together in the the fallout of like that the bombings. Mm-hmm. And it's like you look like a teenage version of my brother. That's my dad. He has powers like me. It could be this whole thing. Yeah. It could be really, really powerful. Yeah. You could, you could switch it up a lot. And also, too, I mean, <laughs> Marvel sales are, are kind of flailing right now, right? In the actual comic books. In terms of comic-wise, comic yeah. 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 Comic-wise, things are not good on that home front. And uh, all the stuff that they're doing with Captain America, right? I'm actually all out behind it. I, I think it's really too. cool. I am 100% cool with it because I think it's good storytelling. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, you know what's going on with all of this? He was Hydra, then he's not Hydra, then he was revealed to it. He's still Hydra. He's right? like, he well, because uh, like someone went back in time with a cosmic cube and altered reality and stuff. So it's yeah. like not his I knew about the decision. first time, but yeah, then yeah, like yeah. Secret Empire now and he's like revealed to be Hydra he's, he's again. Been like, he's been like an agent of Hydra the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Like Even through the, I don't know. And Comics the, are confusing. Yeah, I know. And the only reason why that we have the, the perception of, of Cap as we know him is because the Americans went back in time with the Cosmic Cube and warped reality so that we wouldn't we wouldn't know. Okay. Right? So they because they would they, like people knew that we that he was this agent, we wouldn't have won World War Two. Yeah, because it would destroy everything. Everything. Yeah. So hear hear me out on this. All right. We have well well established that the Tesseract is one of the fuck was one of the the Infinity Stones, right? Yep. So we have the Infinity Stones that are working right now. What if something cataclysmic happens after Infinity War, and one of those stones like breaks into a million pieces, and it's the Tesseract, and it warps everything? That's what if we get everything as we know it, but we get all this stuff added in that wasn't there originally, and it's just part of this alternate universe. I think that could be really cool. Would that be too confusing, or would that be sweet? I think if they do it, they could totally do it. They need you know to do mean? it right, and don't do the Cap is Hydra bit. Yeah, I think they should have... I, I think that could be controversial. I, like I think people would be really upset with yeah, that. Yeah, especially with the 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 Nazi witch hunts right now. Like, he's a Nazi, he's a Nazi, she's a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's refrain from doing that. Yeah. Plus, Chris Evans probably wouldn't be I don't think he's down too up I don't think for that. I don't think he's down with the alt-right. But, but I think um, there would definitely be some like reality warping stuff at the end. There could be. Because they, uh, Feige said recently, like they have big plans for Phase Four, but they it. don't even know if there's gonna be a Phase Four. Give us two. Because like they, they're like, what if there's not gonna be phases anymore? Like, what does that even mean? Like, you know, like, well, no more phases. I get it. Well, because here's the deal: you can only build a storyline for so long until you run out of steam. They yeah. probably will use this as like a saga. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't think they're going to stop. Well, it can just be like... No, I know. You know? But, well, like, what I'm saying is I think that they, that they have this idea that they'll do a phase four and that it's done after that. Well, there's not going to be a phase four. They don't know if there's going to be one. Like, they don't know what... Like, there's going to be something drastically different beyond phase three. But they're saying, what if there's no more phases? What yeah. if there's no more... Like, if there isn't going to be a phase four... Like, the phases, like, I, what is I it, feel like, won't be? be necessary. Yeah, that's what on. I'm saying, too. Yeah. Because, listen, like, if you think that, like, this is, like, one long storyline... Yeah. Like, all of this stuff is just culminating into one giant story, which it all has, you know, with, effortlessly, yeah. almost, you know? Which, mm-hmm. actually, when you look at it, a lot of lot of thinking and time went into this, like, massive sure. macro-universe building. 
But what if they say, okay, we've built the universe enough? Exactly what you're saying, too, you know? Okay. And we just consider these three phases... Okay, yeah. ...sagas. That makes sense. Right? So, like, you're building a building, and the building's done, now we yeah. have the building. So now okay. we can just make individual movies that have already been established in the universe that aren't building up to a larger thing. Right. Maybe we'll do, like, a crossover event eventually. Okay. Because they can make lots of money off yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. But all... I mean, this is, like... This is really great, and this is why I think Marvel has been so successful. Guys, it took me four years... To get that out of my mouth. All right? So be happy. Malachi, you're rolling around in your grave somewhere. I'm sorry. Okay? Um, But this is why Marvel's been so successful, because they've treated this like a comic book arc. They've treated this entire thing like one big, long comic book arc and one big crossover event. You know? Yeah. Very carefully inserting different little things, little seeds, all the little after credit scenes leading up to stuff. That wasn't just to get you hyped for this next movie. It was actively building an arc. Right? I think that they can put that aside now. Now, if the rest of the guys would just get on board, yeah. DC, everybody else, and start thinking like comic books, yeah. not doing away with the one thing that made them successful in the first place, we would have this, you know? That's just my last little little lament. Yeah. So, guys, this has been an awesome show. Yeah. I'm going to thoroughly, thoroughly miss this. So, Noah, thank you again for all your time and hard work. Steve, thank you for joining us. This has been a pleasure. I'll try my hardest to keep the legacy alive you need next to, year. Man. You're carrying the torch now. Should we uh, shed some light on like what might be happening next year in terms of like you know how the show is going to be formatted? Do we want to give that away or not? Nope. I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that. Let that be. Okay. I'm gonna leave that to the next. The next round. Yeah. Because raving geeks, it's more than just one man. Yeah. Right. It's a mantle. Yeah. You gotta pass it on. It's like uh, Captain America. Kind of, yeah. Passing on the shield or the yeah. cowl or, or the whatever cow. your favorite superhero yeah. is. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> if you make yourself more than a man, you become something else entirely. <laughs> a legend. And that's what we've become here. So, guys, thank you very much again for joining us on this crazy four-year adventure. We hope it continues. Yeah. We know that it probably will, but if somehow some weird thing happens, like if, you know, like a cataclysm of the Cosmic Cube comes back and erases all of reality... Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much. Alex, thank you very much for a year of recording. Our recordings came out sweet, and it's all because of you. So, guys, one last time, I'm Ben Solis. I'm Noah Bayshore. And I'm Steve Tiemann. And that's Alex, and we are signing off. We are the Raving Geeks. Same bat time, same bat network, question mark, exclamation point. The end? We'll see you next year. To be continued? Dun, dun, dun. Question mark? Dun. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. Mm-hmm.